0: an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor who loathes both us, and himself as liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the iron curtain via american broadcasts after world war ii we now say believe rise and join us welcome to radio
1: free new york hey everyone welcome to radio free new york i'm kevin wilson your host for the day and i'm joined as i am often on fridays by sean phelan agent of chaos sean
2: thank thank you for having me
1: yep how are you doing today
2: i'm feeling phased
1: phased yes why is that john
2: uh phase one today
1: phase one phase one friday
2: phase one friday
1: (laughs) yep that's where we're at so we're at phase one we are western new york is supposed to be or not western new york they're they're still closed the finger lakes are able to open. And I think parts of central New York are also able to open too.
2: Well um, I, I I'm thinking like the Finger Lakes is the region that's actually open, but I bet you Syracuse is gonna kinda bleed into that and go, Oh no, we're Finger Lakes now <laughs>
1: No, they got they got very clearly defined and arbitrary regions uh, for that, and I, I believe Syracuse is considered the central New York region, so it's tied right. in with, like, Utica area and a bunch of those places, and Finger Lakes is Rochester, uh, yeah, over to, like, um, I think, like, Seneca yeah, County or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it goes on was all over right like a bunch of counties where the situations are very very different on the ground and we had had a great conversation yesterday with bob confer about like whether or not that made sense uh that's definitely worth checking out um either on the wysl website or uh on our podcast or you can check it out on our facebook page too you can see the recording of that but yeah we we are we are entering phase one and hopefully we will continue doing that uh there was a a rise in hospitalizations in the Rochester area, um, so hopefully I I don't know if that knocks us out of the categories for reopening. But if it does, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are very upset. I think people are kind of at their breaking point. They're like, all right, now it's getting ridiculous. Uh, we need to to get out and start getting back to business.
2: Well, I read something that was I I I'm reluctant to say it because I haven't seen it verified but if somebody can verify that please put it in the chat window there um i saw something that stated that the hospitals actually receive extra money or something from the government if they if person like died of covid and uh... then there's also like another thing that i saw that has a list that says that Heart attack deaths are down by 85%, and uh, flu deaths. Flu deaths are zero.
1: Okay, so you got a mix of fake news and real news there. I guess so. Both. I mean, it is Fake News Friday. It's, it's right the right day for It's the for appropriate it. time for it. This, is, this yeah. is the season every week. But, uh, no, so so the first thing is is, do hospitals get paid more for someone who dies of COVID-19 Or or being treated for COVID nineteen, so it's actually it's the treatment, right? So the answer to that is yes, uh, which could, in theory, create perverse incentives for uh, some of these hospitals to over.
2: Oh, you know darn right well they are. Don't be innocent. Don't be Uh, naive.
1: The thing is, is we don't know, and we've talked this uh, uh, about this on a a couple other episodes where it's not necessarily that it's being misdiagnosed, but what they're doing is like they'll test some people they'll be able to confirm or rule out some folks and then other folks it's like they died they exhibited symptoms that are similar to COVID-19 but they're already dead so why bother taking a test at this point Mm. so so it's like presumed COVID-19 deaths hard to say if they'll be tested and if we'll confirm those numbers later but it's presumed COVID-19 deaths They, they might put that Uh, on the death certificate and that's particularly tough with someone who doesn't receive treatment so they're just like at home they die at home uh there's an excess number of deaths like i literally would not normal year in some areas i'm sorry
2: i I literally would not put it past the hospitals to um you know like have somebody die of a heart attack they test them see that they were positive for covid and go no no he died from covid put that down
1: well, you know, there's actually some studies that that might be an actual symptom that, you know, and I, I'm not enough of, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how valid well these are. But basically, they're, they're saying that the, the coronavirus can also react with your body somehow to create blood clots and actually cause heart attacks and strokes that there's mm. uh, in, in areas with higher infection. There's an increase in younger people, like people like under 40 having heart attacks and strokes because they seem to be getting blood clots while they're positive for COVID 19 so it could be a related symptom somehow right but hard to tell you know i listen. i don't know enough about it if i if someone showed me a paper on how they're connected it'd be all gibberish to me uh so admittedly you know guys don't maybe maybe don't get medical news from radio for new york we'll we'll talk about the policy implications of this but like you know maybe maybe talk to a doctor about it uh sean and i are are this may surprise you sean and i are not medical experts no sorry shocked all right sit down if you're shocked or if you're you're driving you know it's all right (laughs) very sitting down but just maybe pull over i'm sure you're you're this is shocking news shocking news but but we we are we are two guys who are just giving their opinion on the radio you should you should take that for what it's worth
2: i'd like to think it's an educated opinion but Yes, right. Now,
1: we're, we're trying to we're trying to inform ourselves. We're trying to educate ourselves about what's going on, but you know, also make sure that you're 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 looking at other stuff to verify. We're trying to tell you the truth, but there's always that qualifier that we're just we're two random dudes uh, trying yeah. to inform
2: and entertain you. Samantha says in chat, "Correlation is not causation," and she's absolutely correct.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's true. It could be again. That's I just see what. You know, doctors have told the news media that there may be some relation to that stuff. Now, so kind of, kind of to your other point is, you know, are are there big drops in in flu deaths? The answer to that is no, no. There actually, it's it's been a, a worse than usual flu season, and then they're they're recording all those as as flu deaths because th- those are easy to test for. You can you can tell what it is. So you know, up to like sixty thousand people may die a year from flu. Mm-hmm. And this year's worst actually, and it, um, it, it wasn't. You know as bad it, it hit a lot sooner, uh so like December January, and then it kind of petered off a bit sooner in in march do um, do you, do you, and, know,
2: do, you know, do you know why the flu is more predominant in the winter than it is in the summer
1: like from like a biological level or yeah,
2: pretty well, just in a sociology aspect sure yeah tell me tell me about it. We get ourselves sick because we all go inside and we all huddle together in houses in the winter. So we get ourselves sick. Yeah. We spend more time outside in the summer, so we don't have as much contact with people in the same household. Yeah.
1: No, people are spread out and people mm-hmm. are, you know, uh, you know there's, there's air moving around, so you're not, like, getting the same recycled air for the most right. part. So
2: that my, my thought process is the quarantine may have been the worst thing to ever do for these people. They, how many thousands and thousands of cases have now occurred because you forced the quarantine on people?
1: Uh, you know that's that's a fair point. The Andrew talked about this on a previous show where. Uh, Andrew Cuomo had admitted that 66% of the hospitalizations were coming from people who were staying inside, who were who were self-isolating, who were trying to not have a lot of contact with the outside world. So they were they're staying inside and doing what the government asked them to do and that that seems to be where many of the people have gotten sick.
2: Right, which <clears throat> this this is this is like here's government for you. Here's the government process and and and, and Cuomo's thinking process. Okay. We're gonna close all the restaurants, and we're gonna close all the venues that have a large gathering, a density of people together, so that we don't get each other sick. But everybody, go cluster together in your own home. That's we're making that a, a law.
1: I mean, if you're you're actually together in your own home and only having contact with people, I think you, you get the the problem when it's like apartment buildings who maybe don't have um, good air filters, and you're just kind of taking this this uh, virus that gets carried in moisture coming from people, and you're just kind of mm-hmm. pumping it into other places, and it's maybe just not enough of it's dying in the process of going through the HVAC system.
2: Right, right. No, I, I totally follow that, you know, but that's what I'm saying, you I mean, know, you're telling, you're telling people who are normally here, but... outside doing their other things, and then you tell them, they oh, they all have to cluster together in the same household, and if it's an apartment building, then, you know, you've got thousands of people in a building that normally aren't there together all the time so yeah. you're going to actually create a little hive of uh, producing the, the 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 virus that it can propagate outward
1: yeah no it's fair fair point and it's it's getting getting everyone close together and and these are the unintended consequences of when the government tells everyone to do something here's what happens sometimes is that there's uh they didn't think about the fact that everyone be close together uh, you know, again, I don't think like being in the same apartment building with, you know, the people that you're normally with and seeing every night—that's probably not a big deal. But, uh, but sending everyone home, that—that that may have caused some people to get sick. You know, kids who are on college campuses who may have gotten, you know, infected there, coming back home to the mom, dad, and grandma.
2: Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's something else too, right there. You know, it's you're you're, you're bringing the disease to them.
1: Right. All right. So we'll talk more about this and a couple other things here on Radio Free New York. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
0: You're listening to Radio Free New York.
1: Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host today, joined by my amazing co-host, Sean Phelan, agent of chaos. And uh, we also are joined by someone on the phone. I believe we have Garrett from uh, Chautauqua County. Garrett, what's on your mind, man?
0: You guys are lucky.
1: <laughs> oh, we're lucky?
0: Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah, we're in phase zero.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're in western New York. That's a, you, Somehow you guys are lumped in with the Buffalo crowd and then... It, how, how you feel about that, Garrett?
0: I I don't like it, Kevin. I mean, don't get me started on the, the New York State Economic Development Program, but <laughs> it's just it's just silly that that's what's anchoring this whole reopen thing. I mean, I remember a guy that was around the state in 2018 talking about how counties should be counties and, and figure things mm. out at a fine-grained local scale. You guys remember? A guy sounds like, like that a wise man. Prevalent. Yeah, yeah no, I remember yeah. a couple
1: guys about that. So both both Larry and Andrew were uh, big proponents. Larry Sharp, uh, the Libertarian candidate for governor, and Andrew Hollister, of course, the, the, the host of this show, and the uh, lieutenant governor candidate, big proponents of letting counties make decisions at the local level, let counties be counties.
0: Yeah, because our counties um, stand alone, and uh, Cattaraugus and Allegheny, I believe, if it, if it were just considered at the county level, we we would have met the the seven criteria through through the whole process, um, and the icing on the cake is that our county executive extended the county state of emergency for 30 days yesterday too. So um, uh, yeah, we're we're pretty bummed out, but we're trying to stay positive. We're having a rally in downtown Jamestown tomorrow at noon to encourage our county and state and local officials to let. Businesses open back up intelligently and responsibly, and uh, maybe they'll listen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. And that's uh, – Sean, do you have something to say I want? To step on your toes, Bob. Uh, yeah,
2: no, I just want to say two things real quick. First, uh, do you know, like, where and when and location and everything that this uh, protest is going to happen?
0: Yep. Um, it's noon at Dow Park, which is right across the street from the James Prendergast Library on 6th Street in Jamestown. And it's the same location we've had the last two weeks rallies at, uh, but they were on Fridays. This one's at Saturday. We're going to see how a weekend works. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I've been, uh, I've been tapped as spokesman, so I've been the one talking mainly to the press. Um, and overall, people have been really good about respecting each other's personal distance and you know, just respecting different people's different choices in terms of personal protective equipment. So, mm-hmm. you know, last two weeks have been really, really positive, um, really good experiences. So we're hoping for a good turnout tomorrow.
2: Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully yeah, it uh, does turn out to be good. Um, just one last thing. As a, as a consolation prize, so to speak, to you, um, I went out today. I went out this morning. There was no significant changes. Nothing. Everything seemed like it was just like it was yesterday. So.
0: Yeah, I was go. looking forward. I, I started digging my tennis racket out, and then I remember I had this rally. So, uh, Kevin, I'm not going to make it up this weekend.
1: Oh, um, bummer! But,
0: yeah, uh, and and my tennis racket might a might be a goner. And if I do find it, the strings are probably shot. So, um, I'll try and re-equip. But someday, let's do it.
1: There you go. It, I got two tennis rackets. I, I you can borrow one of mine. We'll just hand sanitize it. We'll be safe. It's all good. We we, nice. we got ways of figuring it out. So it turns out we have some common sense, and, and maybe just because the governor tells us that we shouldn't be playing tennis, you know, maybe maybe that's not a, a very good common sense way to approach uh, uh, how we choose to uh, go outside and exercise.
0: Yeah, yeah, two intelligent adults should be able to figure that one out, I mean.
2: You know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just I'm confident try- in us. I'm trying to figure out something over here, and I need to figure it out soon, because like as summer arrives. Do we dig out the shorts, or do we just cut the legs off the pajamas that we've been living into the past month?
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> at this point, questions. probably the bottom half of the pajamas are going to disintegrate on their own. So. Probably. It'll be like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, only in, on, on Lake Erie and Lake Ontario.
2: <laughs> 2020, <laughs> the year Knickers came back.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll have to go out there and get some walleye, too, uh, Sean, a little fishing trip.
1: Oh yeah, See, so many safe outdoor activities that you guys can do. Now, now, yeah. real quick, Garrett, while you're still on the line, I you know I want to ask with, with your protest in uh, Jamestown area, do you have like specific goals in mind? Are you asking for a specific thing from the government? That, that was a recommendation from our guest yesterday, Bob Confer, who was saying you know these protests should have kind of specific policy proposals in mind for like what do they want their county or state government to do. You know, you you have a platform here. What what are you what are you trying to to get the officials down there to do?
0: Well, our officials, in terms of our our state assembly and um, state senator George Borello, our state senator was one of four um, only four senators that voted against the expansion of executive powers way back when this started for Cuomo, and they held a press conference on Tuesday along with the assemblymen from Cat County. And they all stopped just short of saying, you know what, let's just do this by county and people, you know, open up responsibly. And the thing is is that almost all of our businesses that are eligible to reopen, if we ever do get to these other phases have submitted reopening plans in terms of how they're going to make their facilities safe for their employees and their customers. Um, the county hasn't signed off on it because there's still this question of liability But what we're asking is that the counties just just buck up and say, we're going to do this. And, you know, there's going to be pushback and probably repercussions from the state. But on the other side, the repercussions that we've already dealt with and are dealing with every day that this goes on, I think it's just time for our county leaders and our local leaders to, to put their foot down and say, we're doing this. And if it makes them feel better, I say the county should approve those plans through the health department. And if they think they need to come around and do some spot checks, um, I, I think that's, you know, a good plan. But just just to keep playing political patty cake with the state forever, um, I, I think is is gonna do more harm than good.
1: Yeah. No, that's uh, a lot of great points there. And you know, we are seeing counties not, not always in New York State, but like in I know in Pennsylvania a few of the counties are just saying, you know, forget it. We're we're opening up. You know, we we we've gotta open up, the the virus isn't as bad here. Let's just let businesses operate now. Get I've seen a lot of wait.
2: protests out in Michigan for this. Yeah,
0: y- no, yeah, no. Michigan and Wisconsin, um, and even in California, there's two counties counties out there, I believe, Yuba and Sutter County, up north, that have done just that. They said we're we're going to do it in our county. We're going to let our businesses um, operate responsibly. There's been a little pushback because here's the thing that. It's, that comes back to bite them and us in New York is that so many of our um, businesses are licensed through the state, or if they're not licensed through the state, they're participating in this IDA program, which which creates a big stick for the state to hold over your head, that if you do not obey, you know, you're either going to lose your license or lose these cushy tax breaks. So we've, we've kind of built our own cage in, in some sense in this.
1: That, that, that's how they get you, and that's how they get the local governments, too. They say, okay, you're not going to listen to what the state says? All right, all this funding that you're depending on, uh, that, that we mandate, but you're also depending on, we're going to take that away, and you're going to have to figure it out on your own. And so that's what they do. They, they, that's, yeah, uh, it's that's- a, a good way to be able to control um, uh, local governments through either state government or federal government is uh, these grants, uh, funding, things like that, and in the businesses, too. You, you, you create a lot of these incentives that your competitors are taking advantage of, so it's really hard for you not to take advantage of too, but it makes you, uh, you know, it makes you you're kind of forced to do what the government has to say, and uh, and then licensing too. So that's that's the stick. It's like, all right, you won't do what we say. All right, we'll we'll pull your ability to operate legally. Unless you're gonna go uh, full agorist and just start operating without the state's permission, uh, you're kind of
2: stuck. Yep,
0: yep, and I'm sure that's that's what the sticking point is on this and. You know, that's why our, our county executive is, is so far playing ball with the state.
1: Yeah, that's how it goes. And, and all right, so we only got a minute left, but so thank you, Garrett, for, for the call. Um, you know, I, I want to get to some of these other comments that we're seeing online, too. A non-conformist farmer says, let counties be counties. I, I don't know why my home county of Orleans is lumped in so often with Monroe. It's infuriating. Yeah, you know, that's it's understandable, especially if uh, we end up getting bumped out of Phase 1 because hospitalizations are increasing in Monroe County specifically. It doesn't really seem right for Orleans or Livingston or any of the other counties in the Finger Lakes area to get lumped in with it. All these borders are arbitrary. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yep. And then uh, Samantha says, uh, it's really simple, respect individual choice. Business owners should open it if they want to, any way they want to. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with that. All right. We'll talk more about uh, this and some of the other issues coming up in the next segment. Uh, We'll be back in just a few minutes here on Radio Free New York. Thank you for listening. Listening to Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today, joined by our Friday co-host, Sean Phelan, Agent of Chaos. Thanks everyone for listening here on WYSL where we're live until 1 p.m. And of course, if you want to join the conversation like Garrett just did, give us a call, 585 346 3000 Give us a call, participate in the discussion. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you for the call, Garrett. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening uh, on WACK in Newark and WNY, the Patriot down in the southern tier. You guys are awesome. We we love our listeners down there as well, and our listeners online who are participating in the discussion. Uh, you know, Speaking of which, you know, we, we have Dan who's saying, uh, businesses comply now with submitting these plans. The oversight will never end, only expand. Yeah. And, and from what I understand with these business plans uh, for safety, they don't have to turn them in. They just have to keep them on file. So if... An agent of the county government or state government or whoever asks for them, you have to uh, supply those in case they decide they want to get you in trouble somehow. John, you still with me, Bob?
2: Yeah, I'm still with you. I'm just listening, man.
1: All right, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just making sure, um, and then before we move on to the next topic, because uh, there is something that we we think is really important. Because uh, turns out government still keeps doing shady things, uh, even when we're all focused on the coronavirus stuff. Uh, is that there is going to be a, a restart rock rally in Rochester tomorrow? Uh, kind of a, an open up rally of sorts, and it's it's at ten thirty a.m. at Pittsford Plaza, and then there's going to be some speakers back at uh, like twelve thirty p.m. at Pittsford Plaza. So people are going to drive around before then, and then there'll be some speakers afterwards. Um, and some of the speakers include some some libertarians too. Our, our friend Dwayne Whitmer, who has been a guest on the show, and he's running for Congress in New York 27th District. He's going to be around. Uh, Steve Becker's running for Assembly, might also be there. And then you have some great folks like uh, Steve Filano from Western. Uh, no, it's not it's two A New York State, not Western New York. They they had changed it. So he's great and I think he's been on the show before too quite a while ago. And uh Brendan from the uh the firing pin out in version Two. So some great guests, some interesting uh people to listen to and so something worth checking out if you're anywhere in this listening area and you're able to make it out there. Um you know, I I'll probably be there. I'll be around. I encourage you when you're there to to be safe too, either, you know, if you're in your vehicles or if you're out on the sidewalk protest part of it, wear something, wear a mask. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to be wearing a mask. I know some people are going to be salty about that, but I'm going to wear a mask. So in case I am sick, I'll be less likely to spread the virus to you. That's why I wear it.
2: Can to say anything, Yeah, if you're going to go out there, because uh, that's out in Pittsburgh. Um, I believe Pittsburgh has their own police department. So, uh, yeah, no, I've been no, I've been bothered by them before. So. No, they be, don't cool, be cool guys be cool they don't have one they don't
1: no no they don't have no, one
2: I thought they did sorry
1: nope no you're right they, they use the the minor county shows a lot of, a lot of these towns around the area don't want a police department because it's kind of more expensive than it's worth worth mm. <laughs> and you know you uh you end up with police departments who end up issuing a lot more tickets uh than might otherwise be issued just for the sake of uh keeping the lights on
2: mm. yeah so, a, a couple of years back i got pulled over on a sunday because uh Uh, the, the, the police officer said that I, my truck was like a contractor's truck and there's no contractor work done on a Sunday. So what was I doing in the neighborhood? And I thought it was Pittsburgh police, my mistake.
1: No, Yeah. Oh, I mean, unless they had one a while ago, but not, not anything recently, unless it was like East Rochester, they have their own police up here and, uh, Mm. stuff like that. But anyhow, uh, still be cool people. Yeah. So, so, yeah, be cool. Be respectful of, of other people's concerns uh, and, you know, make sure that you're going out responsibly is, is kind of my uh, it's my take on that. I, I don't want the, the police to, to interfere with people and they would be unjust if they interfered with anyone um, in this situation for not wearing a mask. I think it's a bad law. It's a dumb law, but also take some personal responsibility.
2: Yeah. Um, also, I remember seeing something in the uh, uh, Michigan incident Um remember everybody's got their right to free speech so you may hear or see things that you do not agree with um verbally engage in a conversation with that person to help maybe understand why they're doing what they're doing or saying what they're saying but do not get into a physical confrontation because it will take away from the entire point of this gathering
1: yeah that's what ends up happening um but all right you know this this is the whole thing it's it's going on you know i'm gonna uh, show up as as an observer and uh and whatnot and just kind of see how everything goes uh you know i hope that their their message is strong because I, I agree you know we we do need to to get back to to opening up and back to work as soon as possible and and a lot more businesses should be allowed to do so safely it's it's ridiculous and uh you know i i'm not i'm not gonna i don't know if i wanna throw out the tyrannical word but like every once in a while i get Extra grouchy about it, and I want to throw out that that tyranny word <laughs> in the yeah. state situation. Even though you know, I know like there's there's really a sickness out there, but I'm like, this is dumb. This is arbitrary. Uh, I've seen so many businesses that could just get back to work, get started, and keep their employees safe, and we're not doing it. But again, if you want to hear some like actual plans on that, listen to yesterday's episode with uh, Bob Confer. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, but okay, we, we we do. I want to, I want to talk about the I want to talk about the the, the spying thing.
2: Because it's yeah.
1: important, it's happening. Sean, do you want to explain it, or we may get it? Y- you go for it. All right. So, so basically, there there there's actually a few different bills. I know, Sean, you had shared one with me that was um, about the Senate file being browser. able to
2: spy. What's that? Taking your file browser history.
1: Yeah, basically, it, it takes your web history without a warrant. And so there, there's a whole bunch of different uh, amendments that ended up going through yesterday. The Senate was working on the renewal of the, the the Patriot Act and the USA well USA Freedom Act, which is the slightly watered down version of the Patriot Act. Mm. Uh, there were some amendments to try to make sure that the government couldn't totally um, infringe on all of your rights, or at least uh, infringe on few of them, including uh, being able to access your your browser history without a warrant. Uh, he ended up failing with only 59 votes, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Bernie Sanders wa- did not bother to show up. Ugh. So, yeah, it passed. So that's uh, – there's no there's no restriction on it. It's not like – I don't think there's any, like, explicit thing saying, like, yeah, the government can take all your stuff, but there's no restriction on it, um, which means that they're going to spy on your web browser history. And abuse it. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what exactly what happened. Uh, all that stuff that happened back in twenty thirteen, when Edward Snowden revealed uh, what the the NSA was doing to American citizens, collecting metadata and, and keystroke data from American citizens without warrant. Uh, all this bulk information um, it's it's now so much worse <laughs> than the situation even was then, and it was already pretty bad then. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, in all honesty, like we. Parts of the USA Freedom Act expired back in March. The, the House never ended up uh, taking up uh, the renewal of that. So there's going to be kind of a, a, what you call it, reconciliation process where they, they, they bring the bills together. But there, there are other bills in the Senate, too, to, to renew this. Um, uh, Rand Paul tried to get um, one that would have forbidden feds from targeting American citizens with any surveillance, wiretapping, and data collection tools authorized by the FISA court. That failed 11 to 85. Um, so, so Rand Paul, on, on one of the issues where he, where he's good on uh, pretty consistently, tried to, to get that out there. No such luck.
2: Hmm. I just want to make an observation here. Yeah. I have noticed that they try to do this little sneaky Pete, you know, pass something, you know, while everyone is paying attention to something else, some bigger thing that's going on. And that kind of stuff I'm just not down with that's I admit, I even need not to cool
1: that. i mean it's not like like this type of stuff like doesn't doesn't gain enough of the popular narrative like the most of the media channels are either supportive of it or they're supportive of it if uh their team is in power or they don't care you know like and a lot of people unfortunately don't care i'm sure the listeners uh here on radio Free new york care about these issues they they care if the government is able to go through and violate the fourth amendment look through all your, your your stuff you know and stuff including like stuff you do on the computer without having any reason to i the federal government should not have that power if they're going to do that you know the fISA courts are supposed to be a protection to be able to to get that information Uh, In a more legal way with the approval of a judge But that got abused It got used against the Trump campaign But unfortunately Mm -hmm. we're still seeing a lot of Republicans Who are still saying They're they're upset about the FISA abuses That took place against the Trump administration But when they have the opportunity To be able to do something about it They're doing nothing They're, they're, They're expanding the power for the government To be able to spy on American citizens Ridiculous 80 to 16 This bill passed In the Senate And it's going to pass the house, too. Makes me upset. All right. Anyway, we're out of time for this segment. Uh, We'll be back with uh, some fake news Friday for the last segment uh, here on Radio Free New York. Talk to you then. Fake News Friday here on Radio Free New York. Thanks everyone for listening today. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for this Fake News Friday segment. Joined by my co-host John Phelan, Agent of Chaos. It's Fake News Friday. Yes, and it is. I got some. I got some fake news. Go for you it. I got some fake news. All right. I got fake. I got fake news. Yeah. Well, we all got fake news. I right. might have real
2: news. Okay. Well, let me go first.
1: You go first. <laughs>
2: Did the show almost accidentally be hosted by me alone today?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that real news. I'm sorry. I got on at the very last <laughs> second. That very could have been a second. show of shows. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah we, almost, we almost let it. It's, I, I got on. I'm in on time. Sean no, 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 no. Unleashed. That's what I would have called the show. Listen, listen I'm better. Back when we used to host our, our old show, I would I would come in like as the theme music was playing and I'd just like roll into the studio and that. Like, All right, I'm
2: here, buddy. <laughs> I'd be sitting in the main chair, you know, ready to go, you know, I'm like trying to figure out the equipment and everything and you just come strolling in like 30 seconds the theme song is playing I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you know, I was always on time. That's <laughs> with a cup of coffee, coming off your bicycle.
1: Yeah, now it's a, it, The studio is very close to my house. You just ride in, be sweaty with drinking hot coffee. Garrett says
2: coffee. he wants a Bob and Sean show. Be careful what you wish for, oh, sir. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're gonna put that on poor Bob. <laughs> uh, all, right. We'll, we'll, we'll be, all right, but So, my wait, real you, fake news. Okay,
1: your, your, your real fake news.
2: Florida right. man. Florida man. Of course, you got Florida man. All right, what's Florida what, what man are you doing? A man in Tampa claims to have made a much better mask out of duct tape.
1: Yeah, that sounds plausible. I've, I've probably seen a video on the internet about it. <laughs> See, that's real news. Real news, yeah.
2: No, it's fake news. Yeah. I made that up. Fake news, you just made that up? Oh, man. I made it up. Sure, why but not? it's amazing. Why you put Florida and duct tape in the same sentence? You yeah. you just anything's possible. Uh, sounds
1: like an onion article or something, but but yeah, I mean it could be real. Bake everything out of duct tape, right on a mask too? I don't think you'd be able to breathe through it very well. It's, uh, duct tape
2: and old pajamas,
1: yes, Garrett. <laughs> yeah, duct tape and old pajamas. That's that's the way, that's the, the Sean Phelan way. Uh yep. it's, it's gonna start a trend. All right. So what do you got uh, for us? So, I'm gonna read off this quote. You're gonna tell me if it's a real quote or a fake quote. Um this is allegedly from Joe Biden, said, uh, if they believe it's Tara Reid, they, pro- they probably shouldn't vote for me. I wouldn't vote say, for me if again? I believed. Well, if you weren't talking over me. I know. Do... I'm, try- I'm trying not to. If they believe Tara Reid, they probably shouldn't vote for me. I wouldn't vote for me if I believed Tara Reid. Tara Reid, of course, being the woman who accused Joe Biden of sexual assault way back when. Is that a real Joe Biden quote?
2: That statement is so ridiculous and so unhinged that Biden had to have said it. <laughs>
1: I love your your logical like this is this is too ridiculous to make up. This yes. Is, uh, no, but it, that is a real quote. Uh, oh. uh, Joe Biden said, don't vote for me if you believe Tara Reid, uh, which may be an issue for him. We'll, we'll see if it actually comes up uh, that a third of Democrats think the accusation is real. Now, now the terrible thing is that, fortunately for a lot of Democrats, they will Unfortunately for all of us, they say, well, it doesn't matter if it's real. We still got to stop Trump. Uh, so they're, yeah. they're going to vote for him no matter what. And, but you know, forget, like voting for a third party guy who or a man or woman who doesn't have sexual assault allegations against him. You know, that's that's yeah. crazy.
2: Right. Which oh, our our biggest thing is we're a little bit of an experience. You know, it's like, well, yeah. good. We don't have our hands in each other's pockets. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't owe anybody anything. That's what makes us, as far as I'm concerned, that's what makes libertarians so electable. We don't owe anybody anything.
1: In that's theory it should. Now, now we, I just, mean, we just need to convince, uh, you know... We uh, we have no massive donor
2: thing. that's totally hooking us up with money and telling us and influencing us what to do. It, I don't see it happening.
1: Uh, I mean, Maybe. Uh, where, do you, you're not getting your Coke money still? Like, come on, John. No, <laughs> no, nope. nope, never got it. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, buddy. You, you're supposed to be getting that Coke Chill money, like that—that that all of us other libertarians are getting.
2: I think it was because I didn't sign up for uh, the LP National membership, and that's why until last year. So, yeah, see, that, that's your problem. Yeah. You
1: just, you, you know, you, you could you could have been collecting the, that that Coke Brothers Shield money all this time. Even though you <sighs> know Coke' Coke's not even really as much of a thing anymore. But yeah. No, there's uh, only one now. I still get that, which is amazing. Nope <laughs> <laughs> no one's no one's paying me to do this. I'm just uh just here for your entertainment and information purposes.
2: I know, it's crazy. We do this for free.
1: Yeah. Uh Sean, do you have any other fake news items for us or, or you want me to toss out another one for you? Nope,
2: toss out another one. I put out two.
1: All right. Headline Governor Whitmer of Michigan deploys fleet of probe droids to catch people violating lockdown. Repeat that. Governor Whitmer, who's the governor of Michigan, deploys fleet of probe droids to catch people violating lockdown.
2: You know,
1: is there a fleet of probe droids getting people in Michigan?
2: If you mean by probe droids as like the little area aerial, aerial uh, reconnaissance, little remote control things, the way the the Michigan governor has been acting, I'm gonna say this is real.
1: Uh no, so this is a fake headline. This is okay. this is from uh Babylon B. But um, I'm telling you right so now. They got the, the, yeah, I, I saw, I'll, I'll, I
2: saw, I saw an article that they're doing this they did this in uh Australia. And that they were actually using a helicopter, and they landed when they saw somebody on the beach by themselves, and it's like, "Are you kidding
1: so so this one it's it's a photoshop of like the the imperial like probe droids from Star Wars <laughs> going around oh, and like no. chasing people so so that's what they have so that one okay they're, they're having a lot of fun with that um but there there, have... there are some governments who are doing something like that. They have, like, drones in some cities that are able to scan temperature, supposedly, and tell you, you know, excuse me, citizen, you're not social distancing, you know, whatever.
2: Well, there are areas in the country they are using drones to uh, find people who are, like, way isolated, like, you know, whether they're, you know, at the beach or, you know, at the park or something. And they just fly over the park and they find the person there and then the police come and they, oh, uh, and they usually... Have to manhandle them.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> this person who's like out alone on the beach. And I've seen some of those. It's like they they send four police officers to go and grab this person out, you know, who is doing nothing wrong. Did you see it's only safe.
2: the? I don't know who the person was that did it, but oh my! I would love to shake their hand. They put a mannequin up at the beach, at the ocean somewhere, with a big surf fishing rod and a chair. And and a little cooler, and the police went out there, and it yeah, was like they, you gotta be kidding. Got out there, no, oh, this is this is a dummy. I bet I bet you they shot the dummy too. They just didn't report that, oh, you know, because the dummy didn't respond to their verbal commands.
1: Yeah, no, I've seen that meme going around. Uh, but you know, we did get a comment about the the robotic dogs um, that are going around. Have you have you seen that? So I. I, I've heard it's Korea and I've seen another one that I thought was uh Singapore, but you ever seen one of those like Boston dynamic like robot dogs that kinda walk around?
2: Oh yes, yes. Yeah.
1: So so we are now like deep into our dystopian future where those things are running around enforcing social distancing. I think it was Singapore, but it might have been somewhere else. So like if you're standing too close to someone or sitting on a bench with someone, one of these robot dogs will come up to you and like yell at you, supposedly.
2: That's funny.
1: Yeah. So I actually I... got
2: to meet that, like that the uh, the Honda robot, the one that's like human shaped and it stands up. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. Yeah, when I was over in Thailand, and uh, they asked me to try to push it over, and I could not push it over no matter how hard I tried.
1: It's probably for the best. That robot would remember.
2: Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Going. But but you know, if I push something, it moves. You know, yeah. but this thing didn't move, and not a not an inch.
1: Yeah, no, they're they're very good at staying upright. But yeah, that's that's part of our dystopian futures. That the robot dogs who are uh, enforcing social distancing. I've also seen these helmets in Italy where they look like weird little cyberpunk helmets that are scanning people for temperature. Uh, yeah, we've we've got quite a fun dystopian future going on right now. <laughs>
2: I mean, could you imagine, like, 20 years from now, you'll be just walking down the street. You're not feeling so good, but you're heading to work, you know. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, there's a drone that flies over you. And then next thing you know, like, a whole bunch of, like, hazmat people approach you. And you're like, you're running a fever. You need to come with us.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining us here on Radio Free New York. Uh, We'll be back Monday with more Radio Free New York. Andrew will be back. Talk to you then. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone.